is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The Meat Improv! Hello and welcome to The Meat Improv with me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Jabor. The Meat Improv is, of course, the storytelling and improv podcast where we bring on comedians to tell meaty, true stories from their lives. And then we do improvised comedy based on those stories. Uh, today we have two very special guests who just met today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's Brennan Lee Mulligan. Hi! From New York City. That's where I'm from. <laughs> and Ellie Kovara. Hello. From the Los Angeles area. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Coast Collide. There you go. Uh, um, well, welcome. Thank you for doing yeah, the show. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, oh, yeah. We should do this before we get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, to support the show, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash the meet. Click on support our artists and then shop on Amazon as you normally would. And we get a bit of a kickback from that. That's my only real plug today. Yeah. Other than uh, the meat train. Yes. Coming to a city You're near supposed you. supposed to do your choo-choo. Oh. <laughs> choo-choo. <laughs> the meat train is coming to you. We're taking a train from Los Angeles to New York City for the Del Close Marathon. Yeah. Stopping and uh, doing shows in nine cities along the way. So we'll yeah. see you there. Uh, Phoenix. Is that really true? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's amazing. so fun. Yeah, be fun. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of those things you remember for the rest of your life. Meaningful. <laughs> That's the hope, yeah. Honestly, I gave up going to Iceland for it, so... Dude. It, it better be fun, Jake. <laughs> uh, no you, promises. You're not going to be able to eat lutefisk. What's lutefisk? Uh, I believe that's yeah, it's fish. It's like fermented oh. fish. Fermented, oh. fermented fish, yeah. <laughs> I took a train from Dang. New Orleans to Arizona. Oh, we're doing the, obviously, the other direction. Right. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the Sunset Limited train. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. tips? Any tips? Uh, maybe bring some food. Okay. Because the train food gets old. Yeah. Very quickly. What, what's on the on the Amtrak menu, do you remember? Just like... Uh, I mean, the- it's like if you're if you had like a step grandparent make you <laughs> picnic <laughs> lunch. Well, good. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get a bunch yeah, of step like, grandparent lunches. Just food that they're not super thrilled they have to make for you, right? But like, definitely not your favorites. Yeah, yeah, got it. yeah. Not like a, a dynamite buffalo chicken uh, wrap or something there. No. <laughs> How long was that little stretch? Um, I, I can tell you. <laughs> Go ahead. I think it was a couple days. Okay. It took a long time to get through Texas. I think Texas was like a solid day. But also, at the time, my grandfather died while we were oh. on the train. So uh, that sort of skewed my time. It's okay. He, he was 96. On the train? He wasn't on the train. Okay. We were on our way to him. <laughs> That's okay. a hell of a question. <laughs> I, on the train. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. My Sorry. family was in. We yeah. were. I was in New Orleans with my mom and my brother, and then mm-hmm. we were. It was like around Thanksgiving, and then we went from New Orleans to Arizona, uh, where a lot of our family lives, uh-huh. to see my family for Thanksgiving. Okay, gotcha. And I think my grandfather. He was like ninety six. On his death certificate, he was. It was just like old man. He wasn't sick at all he yeah. just sort of like let go mm-hmm. and i think he knew that so much family was coming to town and he like just didn't want to deal with it so he's like sure here i go huh wow you know that's kind of crazy you mentioned that is because uh my 98 year old grandmother is sort of on the ropes right now oh really 
And like she could have gone last week. Oh wow. But like part of me selfishly this is awful to say. <laughs> I selfishly sort of afraid that like it's gonna go and somehow interrupt this tour. Mm. It's so selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also like I've been working really hard on putting yeah. this thing together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um but I don't I and another weird thing is I don't think she's going to make it quite that long. Really? Uh well, yeah, that's to tough. That. Yeah. yeah. Also, but kind of like on the death certificate. Yeah. <laughs> 98's a pretty good ride. Yeah. 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 It took a turn pretty quickly. I don't know. Like, well, she's had problems in her 90s. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, it's like when you have pneumonia as a 98 year old, it's like, uh oh. <laughs> well, that's what's yeah. crazy because my grandfather got pneumonia at 95. And got really sick, and we thought that was it. Mm-hmm. He got down to 95 pounds Ooh. and was, like, in the hospital. And we're like, what's going to happen? They were giving him this medication, and he was like, take me off this medication. Give me some oxygen. Mm-hmm. So they gave him some oxygen. He made a full recovery at 95. Holy shit. He said to do it? Yeah. And then they took him off the medication. He gained all the weight back. And he was, like, joking around with the nurses, like, being, like, a sleazy old man. And, like, afterwards, when you asked him about it, he was like, I just needed some fresh air, was his response (laughs) to it. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, of course he, I mean, not of course, but it's like. I'm 95. I think I know what I need right. at this point. But at, Give me some air. At his 95th birthday party, or at his 90th, 90th birthday, uh, he gave a speech of like how he made it so long. Mm-hmm. And his response was white bread with the crust cut off, vodka martinis, and driving every day. <laughs> In that order? Yes. <laughs> There's a class of people that are just these older, these like old grandpa, like my thing about like, like this old Irish guy, he's coming to this bar where I used to work who was like bent over with age, had that like busted red potato nose, you know, like mm-hmm. the alcoholic capillary yeah. burst nose. And he walked in a little tweed jacket and a little wooden like shillelagh thing. Uh, and he would come in, uh, I was working the Blarney stone and he would come in and go like, like, well, get it risky. And he'd be like, what? Whiskey. And he like couldn't even quite say whiskey out loud. Uh, and he was like 100 years old and like fine. Had drank like a full glass of whiskey and eaten a steak every day, smoked two packs of cigarettes a day for his whole life. And is like still alive somewhere. Because <laughs> well, he probably like embalmed himself. So he was like a mummy. Yeah. Yeah. He actually died years ago, but none of his cells can degenerate. <laughs> exactly. So he's still going. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. He's been pickled. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Okay, Carolyn. Um, These guys, uh, these guys come in once every six months or so. Okay. Uh, Don't let them freak you out too much. What? uh, Don't let them freak you out too much. They're a little older. Um... And they're, I don't know how, I don't have a better word to describe them other than nasty. Uh, they're kind of nasty men. They're kind maybe in their heart, but no, they're gonna come in here and really, they'll be more raucous than a, than a, than an Irish stag party. Uh, it's a bachelor party. Um, okay, well. 
But just try to serve them. They're all very old. They've been coming in here for so many years. Here they come. Oh, oh, oh my God. They're disgusting. Pete, they're disgusting. There, How's it going? Hi, gentlemen. Oh, young lady. Welcome to the pot of gold. Oh, top of the morning. You get a kiss of the Blarney Stone? Funny one. That's a funny one, Morris. You gotta let him laugh it out. <laughs> Just a reminder, Morris, uh, Pat, uh, you guys can't smoke in here. Uh, <laughs> smoke is just coming out of his mouth. He's not even what smoking. What would you have me do? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess breathe outside. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, no, you can you can breathe in here. I thought. I was fooled for a second. I thought you might have had a tiny cigarette in your He's mouth. He's like oh, walking no. bellows. No, your Pat's got enough resin in the back of his throat and a spark shot back there caught fire about three years ago. He's had basically a brush fire in the back of his head <laughs> since... Oh, there it goes. Yeah, he can't help it. He's, he'd have to hold his breath. You don't, <laughs> you don't expect to hold his breath for, for an hour. Here's an idea. Could you guys want some water? Maybe the water would help put it out? I uh, tried that. No. Tried that. Yeah. Does it makes it worse. Makes it worse. Only thing It's like a grease shelf. fire? Yeah, it's a grease fire. <laughs> it's a bit of a grease fire. Do you guys want something to drink? Yes. I'll take a, I'll take a pint glass full of warm Jack Daniels. Okay. Alright. Uh I guess that'll be a quadruple. Quintiple? Uh, just <laughs> Do your best, It's Caroline. on the house, guys. Oh, oh that's... Now, hold on. Ooh, oh, 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 this is a like place. This, one. Yeah. this young filly's got some fire. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Take our coats off and stay a while. Oh, well, you're going to have to... I'll take my trousers off. Take my shoes off. Make no, you have off. to oh, keep please don't trousers. take your shoes off. Oh, they're coming off. Ooh. Oh, they're like Fritos. Oh, there you go. Got to get those pups out there. Get these dogs to stop from barking. Oh, oh that was... That's your fingernails? Ooh, these old bones going. <laughs> All right. You know, Ooh, I'm mostly Pete, bones. You invited these guys in here, and well, feel like it's, you know, we gotta, we just gotta see what they're made of. Hey, boys, there's a piano in the corner. Well, let's strike up a tune. I know what. Yeah, who here likes Al Jolson? Al Jolson. Al Jolson. Uh, you know, the minstrel performer. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea, Why? There, Morris. Explain it to me. Explain it to me in terms it's that a, I can uh, understand. It's a, uh, it's an antiquated type of performance. Here, uh, you well, you're looking at not... an antiquated gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and guys, I will remind you. I said it before, but please, you have to keep your trousers on. Just yeah. keep your trousers. My on colostomy way. bag got caught in the door of the bus. Oh. <laughs> What? And my colostomy bag got caught in the door of the bus on the way here. The bus? It, the, did the bus stop? No. <laughs> I got dragged behind the bus. For miles. Miles. I got dragged miles. behind the bus. Got where tra- were you, Pat? I was catching up slowly. You can run? Slowly. I, I'm more fit than it looks. Watch me lift this piano. Oh, my God. <laughs> Clean over your head. <laughs> oh, oh, it was nailed to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pat's skull cracked open. He gets the blood flowing to his brain and skull cracks open like that. Oh, there's a fire coming out the top of it. <laughs> okay. Ooh, uh, oh, hey, you're, now you buy the whiskey. Oh, 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 o
Oh, God. All right. Listen. All right. Women and Protestants first. Out the door. Out the door. We cut to the next day. There's smolders. It's all a smoldering bar. These guys remain. Catch uh, another bar destroyed. When will death come for us, Pat? Gentlemen, I'm from the fire department. Uh, here to assess the scene. Can you make a statement? All right, look here, Flatfoot. I've got a snub nose in my pocket pointed right at your heart. What? You take another step and it's going to be curtains for you, see? <laughs> Jesus, Lord, I just asked what happened here. All right, I know when Johnny Law comes snooping around, there's only one thing to do. I'm not a police officer. <laughs> I'm a fireman. Oh, sure. That's what all policemen say. You're all a bunch of micks anyway. <laughs> Hopping back and forth from department Aren't to department. Yes, I am. And I can take a dirty mick to smell a dirty mick. Pat, hoof it, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I, you're still standing in the pile of Could you warm up this gin for me? <laughs> cool, let's, let's move on to uh, the story, a story portion of our podcast. Uh, we're going to start with you, Brennan. Um, so, just a little background for you, mm-hmm. dear listener, is uh, uh, I, B- Brennan and I were performing together at one of the teacher shows, and there's a living room, o- like, opening part of that show, and Brennan shared this, like, story in a very quick manner, and uh, yeah, I don't want to hype it up too much, but it was, it was <laughs> I think everyone's jaws were on the floor, so, um, so I just hyped it up anyway, um, but uh, yeah. You can give us the longer version here now that we're... Uh, now that- sure, I'll give you guys the longer version of it. Yeah, this is a story that I didn't like share with anyone for a couple of years after it happened. But there's no reason to not talk about it. It's not... There's there's nothing... It is a story that is upsetting to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because it has to do with uh, sort of religious conviction and certain people uh, take it in, a, I think, a, a way that it's not intended. It's... um. Uh, well, you know what? I, uh, I don't need to package it up. I'll just uh, get started. Um, uh, so I, I had a weird uh, childhood. And I know that's a very cliche thing to say. Uh, of Like, I, I was different. Um, but I was uh, homeschooled for many years by a pagan priestess slash comic book writer in the woods of upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> hey, haven't we all? Uh, so it's one of those things where you don't, want, you don't want to do that thing of like, oh, millennials think they're a special snowflake. But I want to be like, if I don't admit that I'm a special snowflake, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> like I have, you know, these experiences don't line up with uh, most people. And I, the only way to be like calm and sane is to acknowledge that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I had a very good life. Yeah. Uh, my childhood was fucking blessed. I got like, uh, my parents were, uh, my, the many parents that I had, cause a bunch of hippies got remarried and divorced and yada, yada. I grew up with, uh, brothers who were not biologically related to me, uh, in a, 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 a broken and then reforged, uh, house. My mom and my, pop who's uh they married uh, uh after when i was around like you know four or five years old and uh, it was a very good life very hippie progressive upstate new york kind of thing um uh but so the weird alternative education uh, uh track that i went on uh, uh had me go to college a little bit early uh i started going to suny ulster 
uh, when I was 14 years old. Whoa, um, uh, Whoa holy and, shit, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. What's started, Ulster? SUNY Ulster, Ulster County in New York. Okay. Now, I just, to, I just want to be very clear that uh, uh, this was a thing that a lot of homeschoolers did because you spend a couple years. I spent, I was in public school up until I was 10, and from 10 to 14, I was homeschooled. Uh, uh, I got taken out of school because I was uh, just getting the bullied, getting the shit kicked out of me. It was huh. a bad look, uh, uh, and I couldn't be there. Looking back, I did maybe bring a little of that onto myself i would like read animal fact files on like under a picnic table during recess whatever man thank you for thank you (laughs) you know but like looking back there were things i did that put a target on my back to a certain degree in any case uh i got i went into homeschooling uh uh and after a couple years of that you don't have a record anymore you don't have grades or anything like that uh and my family uh, uh while rich in love and knowledge and cool arty backgrounds uh was not uh, rich in money so uh we needed to my brothers and i basically needed to uh bust some moves if we were going to go to college mm-hmm. we needed to make something happen so suny ulster probably like the year or two before it became suny ulster was actually just ulster county community mm-hmm. college it was just a local community college um, so there's no like application process. It's not, it's not like a, like a, I don't want to paint this like Doogie Hauser picture mm-hmm. of like, I was accepted to, uh, it was a, a local college. It was like a 10 minute bike ride down the road from my house. Um, and my brother and I went there, uh, and we studied philosophy. Uh, that was our, our major while we were there. Uh, if you can think of anything, 14, if you can think of anything more annoying than a 14 year old philosophy major, <laughs> Oh baby. <laughs> I mean like bad. <laughs> like I shut, I think back to some memories of being a 14 year old philosophy major and just shudder. And myself <laughs> and my brother went at the same time. And we were also these like homeschooled kids that just were a little bit too con. You'd think that we would be like, slightly like pushed back on our heels uh-huh. wrong incorrect assumptions <laughs> uh, itching itching to itching talk to i like cannot wait how for old class. was your brother 14 as well we okay there was a thing that happened with him oh, right, right. he yeah we were not uh, uh we actually met when we were both four years old on the playground we became best friends when we were four and because we became best friends uh, his dad met my mom they fell in love and got married Whoa. so it was a cool thing where your bro- your best friend becomes your brother Whoa. wow cool thing jeez um, so we had this philosophy professor, uh, at 14 named, uh, professor Tom Davis. Um, he was one of the most powerfully good human beings I've ever known. Uh, he was, f- uh, from Flatbush, Brooklyn. Um, so he had a kind of like Bugs Bunny kind of accent. Uh, and he taught about philosophy, uh, and he kind of looked like, you know, Merlin from the Sword in the Stone, the <laughs> Disney Sword in the Stone. If you shortened the beard way up and it was a lot more smiley and gregarious, that's what he looked like um, uh, without the wizard hat. Um, he was just the best. And he would get really into it and he would talk about all the different philosophies. And we studied like philosophy of Eastern religion and Western religion and intro to philosophy and the philosophy of leadership and all these different kinds of interesting, like, uh, I mean, I took a ton of classes with him. And he was just the kind of guy where everyone that took a class with him was like changed by having taken a class with him. Uh, you know, I make my living for the most part from, uh, you know, in addition to teaching improv at UCB, I write this webcomic, Strong Female Protagonist, mm-hmm. uh, that's mostly like a superhero exploration of ethics and philosophy. So everything that I've sort of done in my adult life has been totally based off of the love for philosophy uh, that this guy instilled in me. And and philosophy, I think, kind of gets a bad 
rap because there's an element of it which is very navel gazy, privileged, European, aristocratic, white guy, naval, you know, like like introspective. It kind of turns people off. But the element of philosophy, which is literally like the question of what do you do with your short human life, is mm-hmm. kind of the only thing any of us should ever be talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's kind of a waste of time to not be figuring that out. Uh, and he made that uh, urgent and apparent to every student that had the pleasure of being in his classroom. Uh, he passed away in 2009, I believe. Uh, no, not 2009. Maybe 2008. Um, and uh, he was just a powerfully good guy. There were so many people at his funeral. Um, he died of a heart attack. Uh, service at his church was beautiful. Um, was uh, he a religious man? Uh, he his personal views never made it into the classroom much to his credit in fact one of the things that was so incredible about his teaching style was whenever he was teaching about a philosophy he taught it from the perspective of a person who believed that so there was no eurocentric looking at the thing from the outside and being like here's what this is it was uh i'm going to describe to you these beliefs from the point of view of someone who would hold them and what's good about them and why you would want to have this belief. Uh, and it's up to you to sort of look for the holes or flaws or arrive at your own conclusions, which is like the most noble thing you can do. And was, was there's like a, I forget the guy who said it, but like there's nothing more noble than entertaining an idea that you do not hold. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't happening too much these days. No, it's not. And it's destroying the world. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, and that's, and that's not to draw a false equivalency between left wing and right wing people. It's a It's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> Uh, that's saying that like there are people who cannot imagine themselves in someone else's shoes and it's destroying the world. Yeah. Uh, a lack of empathy and a lack of, of, of theory of mind, I guess, of mm-hmm. seeing that other people are people. Um, in any case, uh, he passed away and it was very, very sad. Um, he was a really good guy. And it was one of those things where it was like, it feels, I feel, you know, I've been very fortunate in that my nuclear family is all still here. You know, I've lost grandparents and I've lost other people, you know, in my life that were not as closely connected. So it's, it feels almost something like that would be like if you were, if it was in like a student film and you're like, this guy had this real connection to his professor. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, this is a little on the nose, this is a little mm-hmm. much. This guy really did. And it wasn't yeah. just me. It was every student. He had like, you know, at this funeral, there were like dozens and dozens of students that all had this profound connection to this person. Um, was a really good guy. Um, so you kept in touch after? You, didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't, and I think about it all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I, I eulogized him at the funeral, and one of the lines in the eulogy was literally that I had been so looking forward to accomplishing all the things I wanted to accomplish, and going back and bragging to him about it, and saying, "Look at all the stuff I did." Yeah. Uh, and before those uh, plans came to fruition, uh, or were even close to coming to fruition, he was gone. Um, and the, the 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 saddest thing about it, and the, again, the thing that you know, I talk with my friend uh, Miranda, who's a student of his. Well, we actually once a year, myself and uh, uh, my friend Miranda, who's actually uh, was we were each other's first uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, and we've been friends for our whole lives, and each other our whole lives. She was a student of his as well. Um, she, we get pastries once a year. And just talk about how we're doing in our lives and talk about philosophy and talk about Professor Davis. And it's the best. Um, uh, but talking to her about it, I was like, you know, the saddest thing is, is not that, like, I don't get to be with him anymore. It's that there are now generations of students that don't get this guy. Mm-hmm. This is a very hyped up analogy. So I apologize for this. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, 
I used to, I did LARPing. I've LARPed my whole life, like swords and running around in a field with swords. And there's a feeling of like, like <laughs> if you're in the final battle, like an epic movie, there's like knights and swords. And you look up and you see your like guy, like the standard bearer, and you see him fall and the flag falls. And you go like, oh no, like our guy. Yeah. Like the one of the big ones. <laughs> like, yeah. like there's a feeling of that kind of grief where you're like, oh, the battle just got harder. Like right. this was a hero who was doing way more than his fair share in terms of making the world a better place. And now like it's the sadness of the loss and then the exhaustion of like, Oh, do we all have to pick up his slack now? Fuck. Like yeah. that's who could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a <laughs> uh, couple months after he passed away, um, I was in a dark spot in my life. Uh, uh, I was living in New York at the time. Uh, uh, just some things were not going great. Uh, and I look back at them now with some years of, of perspective, and I guess they weren't so bad at the time. But at the time, you know, it's if, if it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you, it doesn't matter if it's not that bad. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, <laughs> and uh, there was something happening that was, that was uh, really uh, busting me up inside, and I was walking along just like, oh, feelings. And uh, I walked past uh, St. Malachi's Chapel on 49th Street. And if you're walking around in Midtown trying to cry, that's really hard. Midtown Manhattan, like Times Square is not a place for really emotions of any kind or humans, really. It's a bad, it's a bad place. Um, so I was wandering away from Times Square uh, and I saw this little Catholic chapel. I'm not Catholic. I, my mom, you know, I was raised secular, rational, scientific with like a pagan flavor in there, you know, like celebrating Samhain and Beltane and stuff like that. Um, but Catholic chapels are nice and echoey and they smell like incense and they're good to go to because they give you a feeling of the numinous, right? A feeling of a connection to a higher kind of ego destructive state. Uh, so I went in, sat in a pew and I started crying and I was like, oh, you know, the, and I thought like, oh, the people around me will, in, because we're in this religious space, will come to me and comfort me because this is where we find community is, you know, uh, no, that did not happen. People looked at me like I was weird and shuffled away. <laughs> These are just people that are going to mass. Priests and nuns. <laughs> Priests and nuns like, no. At work. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus, get a load of this fucking guy. Um, Go back to Times Square. <laughs> get out of here. I'm a fucking weepy kid. Get out of here. Um. Uh, and I was really crying and I was just deep in this sense of despair of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you know, you don't see a way out. It's one thing to be sad when you don't see a way out. You're like, this is going to get worse. Right. Uh, and I looked up across the aisle and a couple rows ahead of me in the pews. Um, I saw like a figure that I recognized, like familiar kind of salt and pepper hair, button up shirt. And, um, Tom Davis turned around and looked at me and he winked at me and he raised a finger to his lips and then he stood up and raised up to the ceiling and a pair of brown wings spread from his back and then he was gone. I should say now Mm -hmm. that I've never done a drug and I've never had a drink. Uh, I was not in a chemically altered uh, state of mind and this was middle of the day when this happened huh (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and wait go ahead now 
<laughs> the reason people get mad when I tell this story is that I do not believe in a higher power. And I do not believe in um, any kind of God or anything like that. Um, a line that theists and other people try to say a lot of the time when they're trying to, you know, impress their beliefs on others, which not every theist. I mean, there's so many good religious people in the world and it's truly, I used to be a much more militant atheist than I am. And now I am an atheist, but like I'm more interested in a person's politics and a person's um, caring for other human beings or lack thereof than I am in their metaphysics. Mm -hmm. Um, But, People often say, like, well, you if you had an experience, you'd know. If you had the experience, if you had the religious experience, you'd know. Uh, you know, you just haven't felt the touch of the divine yet. There hasn't been that thing that would make you change. Uh, you know, you're like Saul on the road to Damascus sort of moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that. Yeah. Uh, and I walked out of there. Uh, I guess the most important thing to say is not only did I see that, but the second it happened and he was gone, um, uh, I felt a warmth spread through my whole body and I wasn't sad anymore and I knew that everything was going to be okay. Hmm. Um, so I walked out of there trying to make sense of, and I was like a millet. I like read the end of faith. <laughs> I was like reading the four horse, you know, like Daniel Dennett and Sam Harris and Christopher Hitchens. I was like, yeah, fucking religion. <laughs> you know, um, uh, and I walked out of there, and I, I kind of had to go like, well, what the fuck was that? Because um, mm-hmm. I've also, in addition to being an atheist, I've always loved the iconography and the feeling of belief, right? Like, I love angels, love that that imagery, all of that. Like, in a different life, I should have been, like, a crusader. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's what, in my heart, like, whenever I get, like, see Republicans doing terrible things on the news, I always want to go, like, you're going to burn in hell! Like, that's my <laughs> my heart is that. Yeah. Yeah. And only through a process of logic do I arrive at a different conclusion than that. Because my heart wants me to believe in the fire <laughs> and the light, you know? Uh-huh. Emotionally, you're a zealot. Emotionally, I'm a zealot. A hundred percent. I walked out of there, and I was like, well, what do I what do I do with that? And uh, Tom Davis would, I believe, want me to think about it. To yeah. think about it. And so I thought about it. And I said, you know, that could have been a lot of things. Let's figure out what that could have been. And I arrived at two possibilities for what that was. The first possibility is that there lived on this earth for a period of time a man so powerfully good that his actions reverberate through the world long after his death, that he was such a good man that in a moment of need, his psychic impression healed something broken in me and gave strength and succor to a, a, a need that someone who had really you know, loved him while he was alive had, right? And I still love him to this day. Um, so there was that. Right, it could be that there could be this thing of of the good deeds you do echo forever, and you make a difference in the world. And whether psychically or symbolically, part of you lives on and is able to keep helping after you're gone. So that's one thing I can believe. The other thing I can believe is um, a deity with an army of winged men conscripts you into service upon your death and sends you to carry out tasks in the material world. Some of these tasks include 
uh, fixing the broken heart of a middle class white kid in New York <laughs> who's like feeling down. These tasks do not include rescuing sex trafficked slaves or ending poverty or hunger. That this capricious <laughs> deity, this lunatic psychopath, <laughs> uh, uh, charges you with uh, service and gives you a pair of feathered wings uh, to get the job done. Uh, and I believe the first and the second. <laughs> I believe the second. <laughs> How do you feel about that cathedral? I, I don't know if you call Saint, it a cathedral, but... St. Malachi's? Yeah. It's have, beautiful, beautiful. Do you, like, return there ever, or yeah. have you left that? Yeah, I've gone back a bunch of times. Uh, you know, and you walk in, and it's beautiful and calm and nice. Um, you know, the you know you go in, and you see the church, and there's the stained glass and the stone, and then there's the little thing being like, pancake lunch, 12 p.m. <laughs> You know, and you just have to try to make sense of that that game. You know, like look at that contradiction of like, oh, here's someone chanting in Latin, this like right. ancient language, and then here's someone, you know, being like, <laughs> remember, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, and there's people coming in, and there's this person over here who's having the most profound experience of their life. They're like a relapsed alcoholic, or their seeing marriage is Tom ending. Davis. You know, seeing Tom Davis, and then there's someone else being like, oh, I gotta get out of here early. I gotta get to the train by time. I'm not gonna make it to the concert. You know, so it's this. <laughs> weird mix you know going back to those places like that and i'm not catholic but i am uh, you know i have a large catholic family i've been going to catholic services big old irish family so i've been going to it forever but it just it, in that place it was more like you walk out of new york into a place that has been preserved as being quiet and solemn mm -hmm. and reflective um and i think you know all the trappings and all the holy wars that have happened it's like a cathedral is the same as a druid grove is the same as a buddhist monastery it's not the trappings of it it's the idea of here's a place that we built just to be uh in touch with something other than yourself yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. wow that's a that's a crazy story <laughs> that's man wonderful. that's an awesome story <laughs> thanks so much i appreciate it <laughs> yeah that's do you ever possessively hope that you will see him again or have you like released that because that moment was so special for you i've never thought about it i just got so sad I'm so <laughs> it's sorry. okay no it's it's a lovely question i i uh uh yeah i would have oh man like that's the thing is i think that um yeah if there was like an all-knowing all-loving god Wow, that would be great. Like, I I don't understand atheists that are like, uh, like I wish that wasn't true. I will say that like the God as depicted in the Bible is a lunatic. I don't want that God to be real. Yeah. But the God that people talk about in private moments, the one that loves everybody and is going to keep us all safe and is going to make sure that we're okay after we die and you know loves us all equally, uh, which is not the God of Scripture, but is the God of what people kind of imagine to themselves. Mm -hmm. if, if I had a button, make that God real. Oh man, yeah. Well, God, I wish that was true. I wish that I could go somewhere and see Tom Davis again. 100%. Yeah, percent. Um, uh, yeah, I wish that very, very dearly. I wish that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think it will. Well, I don't know. Maybe if it happens again, I'll be very lucky. And if it doesn't, I'll just have to keep, uh, you know, trying to do what all of his students are doing, which is try to carry the legacy and pick up the slack that. Was mm -hmm. created when he uh, left. Yeah. 
You want to hear kind of a dumb thing that I got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for Not it. Not nearly as cool as your as, as your story, <laughs> but when I was raised religious, one time, one time, <laughs> this time, <laughs> this time, <laughs> this time around, this time around, I was raised religious. I went to Lutheran schools and such, and uh, I was like in a religion class, uh, and I had a Bible, and I was, I just hated this class I was in. Uh, everyone loved this religion teacher. And I thought he was such a dipshit. <laughs> like, but everyone else was like, wait till your senior year. You'll get to have this religion teacher. He's the best. Whatever. But I thought he was like a conspiratorial dickhead. Uh, and I was sitting in that class and I was like, I was like, all right, God. <laughs> like in my head. I was like, I'm going to flip to, give me a, ver- give me a, I'm going to think of a random uh, thing, verse of the Bible. Uh, I'm gonna flip to it and then like show me something, show me, show me your real or whatever. And so I thought of a verse. I don't remember what it was. I'm gonna Google it. I'm sure. I thought of a verse, flipped to it, and the passage was, "Do not test the Lord your God." And I was like, I just closed my Bible and was like, "Oh no!" Like, <laughs> in in your defense, he does say that a lot. It was all the book of Judges. Yeah, God is kind of like a bro at a bar. Like, don't fuck with me, man. Every couple pages, it's like, and remember, don't fuck with me. Don't come at me, man. But I remember being like alarmed by that and having to let that go. I think that's interesting about like the concept of uh, the God that people talk about privately. Yeah. Of like times, I'm getting emotional, times where you've like truly prayed because I'm not religious, but like I have prayed. My mom almost died on Christmas. Ooh, I'm so sorry. And it was like very rough. And like that day, I truly prayed and it was like weird because it was Christmas and there's all this like Jesus shit that I don't subscribe to. But it was like, please help me. Mm -hmm. And like that's, yeah, that's not like the Bible God in my my mind. Yeah, 100%. I think that's completely, uh, I've, I've absolutely done the same thing where you just... You know, you like run out of ideas. Yeah, <laughs> you go like, I don't know who's listening. Yeah, um, just trying to connect. Just trying to connect, and you know, I, I think that's beautiful. And I think to me, the thing that still gets that weird atheist dander up, where I'm like, oh, you f- motherfuckers, is when people hear something as profound as that. And go like, well, I can tell you that guy's name and where he lives. And you're like, you fucking dope. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm talking about something profound. If you're writing it down in like these, (sighs) the profundity of it should defy human explanation. One of the things I always. Yeah. and 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 it does, I think. Yeah. And it does. Like. I remember one time, as someone who believes, like, the thing I love about science, if you're somebody who celebrates the mysterious, Mm -hmm. then you're somebody who loves science. Yeah. You want to know the kind of person, the type of person that says, I don't know the most frequently? Scientists. Scientists, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that idea of celebrating, like, oh, man, there's some shit going on that we don't know about. This idea that somehow religions and cults have co-opted ownership of mystery when religions are the least mysterious thing in existence. There's nothing mysterious about a religion. They yeah. say, like, he, here's the guy's name. Here's what he wants you to do. Kill this goat on this day, and you're in. The only yeah. thing mysterious is, like, possession. 
<laughs> yeah. like the most mysterious. Or the and we- even that's like a cult and yeah, people exactly. like get mean, uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah, what do you mean possession? Like like, like pos- being possessed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like even that, even yeah. possession, they figured out. Time. Like if you if you talk to people about ghost experiences, tons of them will say that a ghost sat on their chest or sat on their back. So it's a symptom of night paralysis. Yeah, like I've all these that. things eventually become explainable through either psychology or biology or something like that. And the, the, I had a big argument one time, not to keep going, but the, uh, with, a, with a, someone who I love dearly. So I think I was a wonderful person. Um, it was an argument where the person was talking about astrology. Um, and they were getting into this, this astrological thing and they were telling someone not to buy plane tickets because of Mercury and retrograde. And normally I wouldn't, fuck with a person who's talking about astrology but but i was like well if she doesn't buy the tickets she's gonna it's the price is gonna go you're at this is a material negative impact on this person's life from yeah. this cockamamie <laughs> bullshit that you're uh, uh parody and and i was like i was like mercury and retrograde does, if we line up the history of plane crashes with the history of mercury and retrograde we won't find a meaningful correlation and if you're saying that mercury and retrograde you know affects communications travel and technology then plane crashes seems like that's bingo right that should be affected malaysian airplane there you go where is it on mercury Uh, we'll never find it. We'll never find it. Uh, we'll never go to Mercury. And what I said to the guy was basically, I was talking like, I was like, you shouldn't like say that. But but so we, we were having that argument, and he basically just went like, look, I think there are just some things in life that are beyond explanation. And everybody went ooh, and I went oh, yeah, there are some. And then I went, wait a minute, fuck you. You don't. Be- I believe that. I believe there are things that are beyond explanation. You believe in explanations. You said, "Don't buy this airfare. It will be bad." Mm-hmm. That's what you said. That's not mysterious. That's not mystical. <laughs> that yeah. is bad science. That's you saying, yeah. "I know." Yeah. I'm all about saying, "I don't know." Yeah. People that are religious and people that believe in those pseudoscience things—that is not a philosophy of "I don't know." That's a philosophy of "I do know," and I hate doing work. Yeah. 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 I think wonder is like, I once did a psychedelic drug. <laughs> I've, done, I've done a bunch of them. <laughs> but I did one that changed my religious like uh, paradigm, I guess. Like it mm-hmm. shifted me completely. Because I had an incredible experience that like I couldn't explain. And the first thing I said when I got out of it was like, anyone who says they got the world figured out is full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. And like, yeah. Wonder is all you got. It's just, it's Socrates, just like, baby, you know. I am wise for I know that I do not know. Yeah. You know what I mean, dude? Yeah. Yeah, I keep. I thought of that too. Kind of like Socrates. Kind of like what was his name? <laughs> Socrates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, college boys, are you? You guys, you're all your college, mm-hmm. co- my college comrades. Mm. Yes, um, that's nice. Why are you uh, swilling that scotch? You're not even. Ah, uh, it's not. It's a sprite. It's a sprite. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just sprite. It's just a little sprite. sprite. How old are you? Me? Yeah. Uh, how old is anyone really? Uh, well, I'm 19. It, well, you're 19, are you? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to keep track of things by years. What is a year? Um, year is one rotation of the Earth around the sun. Are you a child? Well, some people might call me a child, but uh, such as my third grade teacher I had last year, but I surpassed all the people in that school. I came right here to college. Uh, Ten-year-old child? That's how some might view me, but really, 
Who's, who's to say that my brain, if look, I were Derek. to experience more in a certain Derek. part of my life. Derek. What? Derek, look, we're just like hanging out in the common room. We can just like cool it yeah. for a second. You can take off your smoking jacket it's and a just. Double breasted smoking jacket, like diamond silk pattern. Uh, call it a smoking jacket if you will. I call it my Snickers jacket because I ate my Snickers bars wearing this jacket. Hey, does anyone want to have a nice round of video games? Hmm? Uh, yeah. sh- Do you want to play some video sure. games? Sure, yeah. I've been playing Goldeneye lately. Oh, yeah, yeah, that? yeah. Goldeneye, yeah. Like Retro. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. yeah. You want to play Goldeneye? Yeah, I'd love to. Ah, James Bond. Yeah. Let's play. Let's play. Uh, sure. I always wondered about James Bond. <laughs> A glorified womanizer, who everyone agrees is... You're dead. <laughs> Killed you. <laughs> ah. You're going to want to put that sprite down, pal. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it one-handed. <laughs> Uh, I'm more interested in watching how you all play. Killed actually. you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must let me respawn for a second, if you don't mind. Uh, Derek, do you any womanizing of yourself? Uh, do I do womanizing? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, the women that my mom meets with for book club, uh, they seem to they fancy me quite a bit. So um, I guess you could say wait, I womanize. Wait, explore that. What do you mean by that? Well, I'll come in and I'll... They're not, I guess, as annoyed as you all seem by my... My wisdom and whimsy. Killed you uh, again. <laughs> okay, Russ, you're good at this game. I don't know why so much of your ego dep- is hinged to it. Uh, we, we're not you. annoyed. We just want to hang out. We want to like, get yeah. to know you. This seems like a job interview or something. like you're, Or you're trying to seduce us. You uh, have an idea. Seduction happens. <laughs> you have an idea of what college is like that was probably anachronistic 100 years ago. <laughs> we're hmm. not old Oxford boys. Yeah. You're not? This uh, is UPenn. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's still the college, is not. It's still the college, is not. <laughs> You're right. Uh, here, I got my two liter of Sprite in the fridge if any of you guys want a topper. <laughs> we cut to uh, lecture hall. And uh, you'll read uh, the next two chapters for homework. That'll be good. Uh, see you guys next week. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> yes, Derek? Um, so let's say we wanted to read more than two chapters. Say we couldn't. Ugh. Our 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 appetite for knowledge is voracious, and we wanted to read more than two chapters. Uh, when you say we, do you mean everybody here or you? Because everybody, feel free to read more. You, your paper's still late, <laughs> Derek. You are doing terrible here. <laughs> what? I hate to do a public display like this, but you put on a big show in class, but I haven't gotten anything from you turned in. Hmm. The dog ate my homework. <laughs> the dog did? Yes, the dog ate my homework. Who's the dog? <laughs> ah, haven't we all wondered that? Uh, haven't we all stared into our dog's eyes and said, Who's the dog? Does the dog have a soul? Here, can I write a paper on that? Do dogs have souls? Sure. I'd like to read anything at this point. Yeah. I, you haven't turned in anything except for this fancy drawing uh, of you on top of a mountaintop. Hey, thanks for calling it fancy. <laughs> well, uh, sure. I'm not giving you credit for this. I don't know what this is. Um, you've been a distraction most of the class. So uh, if you want to write a paper on Dogs Have Souls, that's fine. Um, and, you know, while I have you here, can you wipe down some of these desks? It's sticky with Sprite, and you're the only guy who's been drinking <laughs> it out the, of a snifter. Cut to the dining hall. Uh, Derek, um, thanks for this muffin. I, I guess I just have to say, um, you're very welcome. You're, <laughs> you're great, but um, you know, I'm just looking for somebody who's like a little more my 
speed, I guess. Ah, uh, slower? Um, you're what? Looking, <laughs> you're looking for a slower boy? No, I mean... Uh, I understand a lot of people can't keep up. Uh, but that's okay. Derek, this is No, like enjoy the muffin. Statutory. Hmm? Statu- statutory. Uh, you're, you're talking about consent? Yes, well, I am. You're too young to give it. Well, we could have eight years of... Also, I don't think you're pubescent even. Oh, you'll eat your words when you see my pube. <laughs> oh, this is so off-putting. Look, I know you're troubled, but me and the other nuns, you know, we have work to do here. We're, we're at work right now. I'm having a real crisis. Come on. Please give me a hand. These pews need pledging, and I haven't even gotten to the confessional yet. But my life is tough. Isn't this where I come to get guidance? You know, Excuse I- me. Stand up for a second. Maybe Father Jones would be happy. I'm sure Father Jones hmm? would be happy. What's that? This? Father Jones, could you talk to this oh, young boy? Oh, you look troubled, my son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. I'm having a real crisis. Things have just gotten real bad. I, well, come uh, with me to the confession booth. And oh, we, can, okay. we can talk. Oh, like yeah, talk. it's all vacuumed in there. I'm know. getting to it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm busy. See, well, I ask you, and then it's like three Sundays later, and Marjorie exits... The confessional, and there's dust all over her bottom. Oh, no. There's dust on her bottom? Well, maybe if Marjorie doesn't want there to be dust on... You know, I can't... Uh, Just take him. Uh, all right, come bo- into the booth. It's like being at home. All right, go. You don't seem like you can. Go. <laughs> well, I, I lost my job, and it's a job that sort of I had that kind of gave me an identity. I worked at uh, SeaWorld. I was one of the character people, uh, and, and I got a lot of pleasure out of it, and I got fired. They, uh, and my girlfriend broke up with me. And, and, uh, what's, what's your name, my son? Uh, Daryl. Daryl? Daryl, you can't see it because of the blind in the confessional booth, but I'm jerking off right now. Oh. I'm making a jerk-off oh, motion. What? Not really pleasuring myself. I'm doing the jerk-off hand. Why? Because that's what I think of your story. Uh, what do I do? I thought I knew. Why? What's, I, these are real problems for me. Real problems? Get another SeaWorld job. Go to a different SeaWorld and get a SeaWorld job. A different SeaWorld? You know what happened to me this morning, Daryl? No. I spilled tomato sauce all <laughs> over the sacristy. <laughs> I had a big old can of it, and it is going up there, and it is getting hard. It's getting hard right now. It's, are you upset that it was your only can of tomato I don't understand. Tons, My problems. Tons of cans of tomatoes. Okay. Well, tons of cans of tomatoes. You're upset sauce. that it's staining? I spilled it and I haven't gotten around to cleaning it. This cathedral is a mess. <laughs> I'm so concerned with how messy this place is, but my it's life is falling apart. Do you want to get flies in here? Have flies buzzing around? No. Buzz, buzz, buzz when there's mass happening? No, I don't want to get flies. What if there were flies at SeaWorld? <laughs> you ever thought of that? Well, sometimes there's flies. It's outdoor or air. You know, Look, ah, if you, if come you, on. If you want to keep telling me this, grab here, grab a mop. <laughs> grab a mop. Grab it. Okay. All right, great. Now I'm going to go up here. Oh, look at this. This sauce has gotten everywhere. It's got Cut to SeaWorld. <laughs> look, Daryl, we can't take you back. We have work to do. He's got a, he fashioned his own Shamu costume. <laughs> we understand that you really want this job, but we have work to do. And honestly, you've been replaced. What? 
Yeah, this priest came and he took your job. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> Look at these dolphins. That's so fun. Hey! What? You took my job. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> what? Get out, get out of here. Get out of here. I can't chase you in this suit. <laughs> the father jumps into the shamu pool. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Help me. He's being eaten by that orca. Oh, oh, God, this is a mess. Someone's going to have to clean this up. Boy, Brennan, you and I are best friends, I'd say, I'd say. <laughs> I'd agree. I think yeah, that, yeah, yeah. For sure. If only there's a way to get your pesky dad out of the way. What? Your mom could marry my dad. We could be brothers. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. What are you, what are you saying? I'm saying that we should be brothers. Best friends should be brothers. And... Um, uh, my like my the, my dad hasn't been around in a while, and I don't like the look in your eye. Well, I'm just saying. I've seen your parents argue in the grocery store. They can't be that happy, right? We could probably nudge that into well, something. I don't know. I think the couples fight. Hey, boys! <clears throat> just hey, checking in. Hey, Dad. Hey, I'm gonna order some pizzas for y'all. Um, thanks, Dad. What kind of what kind of pizzas do you like, there, Donnie? Um, I like I like pizza from that place that I saw your. Wife winking at the pizza guy. What's that? <laughs> you saw? Where was that? Oh, you know what? That must. That might have been Pinocchio's. That was probably Pinocchio's. Oh, maybe it was Pinocchio's. Yeah, we go to church with the guy maybe. who owns that place. So. Oh, is that it? Yeah. So it's not really. There's not a uh, trust issue going on there. Uh, what's so, happening here? Hey, Jake. Yeah. Uh, can you? Let's go play toys. Do you want to go play real quick? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Thanks, Dad. Pinocchio sounds great. Uh, what the fuck is what? going on? What? What are you doing? Don't you want to be a brother to a best friend? Look, yeah, I think of you like a brother. I don't know why you want to destroy my mom. I don't want to destroy it. I'm saying it's there's not a ton going on right there as it is. Very, I think they're happy. This is my dad's an architect. So what? My dad works at a store. (laughs) Okay, I'm just saying. I'm saying if, if they could, if you're, if my dad and your mom could be happier wouldn't you want that what if they're happier together and we're brothers well yeah i guess i want them to be happy hey boys yeah. i uh Hi. i made you made you guys some shirley temples <gasps> yeah oh, thanks mom that's great yeah extra cherries oh for you, buddy. you're the best mom oops <laughs> oops oh, what a well, you, you spilled <laughs> you spill it oops. <laughs> oh no well, we're, we're brothers oh what oh we're brothers <laughs> we think of that we think of each other like that yeah why are you guys looking at me like that? Uh, do you like architecture? What do you? How do you feel about arches? Arches? I mean, they're the keystone to any doorway, I guess. That's true. They are the keystone to any doorway. My dad knows a ton about it. He's an architect. Been an architect well, for fifteen years. Maybe uh, you know, you and your dad can come over and have dinner sometime. Family. That would be awesome. I couldn't help but overhear you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to chime in here and say that at the store, we do sell uh, tiny mini uh, arches from the Arches National Park in Utah. Oh, that's cool. Do you, do you, Fun, huh? Yeah. I just I heard you talking about arches. Did you, did you build them? No. no we Are they ordered. big enough for people to go through? My dad's built big ones that people can go through. Uh, hey, sorry to barge in, Hendersons. I uh, had to come pick little Jakey up early. Oh, hey, oh, Marty. Hey, hey, Marty. Oh, hey, how's it going, Sam? Good to how's see it going, you. Christine? We just ordered some... 
Pinocchio has if you want to stick around here. <sighs> I'd, lo- I'd love to. I'd love oh, to stick boy. around. I have a big appetite. I'm a big man. Are you? I have a big appetite. I'd love to stick around. Hard, but Marty? What's that? Are you getting hard? Look, I'm not going to lie. I have feelings. I'm not going to disguise them. I'm not going to... S- almost perfect. I'm not going to stand around. <laughs> I felt the same way too, Marty. Did I feel the same way too? Feel the same way. Look, Christine, Christine, why don't you get the hell out of here? Oh my god! All right, me, me, and Sam have something that we need to talk about, and it's not going to happen with our mouths. Well, maybe a little. Maybe a little. Why? What is happening? What's going on? I'll give you a Tupperware Sprite. Get in the kitchen. Okay, a Tupperware Sprite. Walk, come into that store all the time. See you behind those little arches eyeing me. Yeah. You little minx. Yeah, I walk underneath the doorway to my store and I thank you. The architecture of your body is more perfect than any architecture I could ever design. We cut to years later. <laughs> These two have moved off. They've moved to France. Uh, well, Jake boys, and Bre- your brothers now, with your single mother, <laughs> still cleaning up this cum stain in the foyer. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Mom. That really, that really got in there. Uh, that is a stain. <laughs> I mean, even... Even the most persistent come. I mean, that's not a strong color. That shouldn't. That's bright. It's incandescent. Yeah, that's bad. (laughs) You got to even years later than that. uh, uh, Jake has met someone. They're laying on their honeymoon bed. (sighs) That was what a great day. What a great. What a great. So nice to be married to you. Um. Yes. I was thinking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. You know how you propose, propose that your mom <laughs> marry my dad? Yes. <laughs> so we become not only husband and wife, but... Brother and sister? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think nothing makes a relationship stronger than forcing it into siblings. <laughs> I've gathered that. Hey, I'm also here in the room, and I'm sorry to jump out of the closet and surprise you like this, but... I also would love for you to be my sister, not just sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. I want you to be my sister. And I'm trying to figure out, I've been thinking for days how I got to make that happen. But I was thinking, what if I killed my father and Jake's father right. married your mother or father? Yes. And then whoever was single there would marry my mother. Uh, I thought those two were gay married in Paris. Oh, for sure. I think they're Mm -hmm. bi. Yes. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Sexuality is fluid. There's a spectrum. Sure. Mm -hmm. And your mother? Oh, she's uh, single. Yeah. She's still single. Okay. Hey, guys. (laughs) Oh, oh, I got to cover up a little. (laughs) Uh, Just your lonely mom here. Um, Tag along to Hawaii with you. Of course. Oh. You're here too, son. Oh, uh, mom, what are you doing here? Uh, you know, I said I'm a lonely woman. I mm-hmm. tagged along to Hawaii. Well, hey there, it's Melissa's dad. <laughs> oh, 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 Mr. Yes, Gordon. Nick, good to see you. Hello. Why? Well, hello, Brennan. 
Well, 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 well. You know, I couldn't help but notice. Change of plans. Wait. Thank God we're in a hotel. Change of plans. Mom, is that going to make my best friend, brother, my dad? Five seconds to get out. He has his father's cup. Get out. Awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Yeah. For th- yeah that was thank a, that you. was a, uh, yeah, we got a meteor than usual there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ellie, it's your turn. Um, uh, set the, set the table, set the stage for us here. Where, where so are we talking? This is a, also a bit of like path to enlightenment story, but not as, I guess it's lower brow. Uh, I uh, <laughs> perfect. I was in a pretty dark place a couple of years ago. I in within six months, I had severed the tendons in my in one of my fingers in my right hand, and then also snapped my arm in half. Oh and Jesus Christ! Sustained really major nerve damage Whoa. in my right hand that I'm still recovering from, but basically. Twice in one year, I had to relearn how to use my right hand. And within that time, I was also dumped on the grounds that I uh, didn't go after what I wanted enough, which was Ugh. pretty twisted in terms of what I was like physically capable of. Ugh. So I was feeling pretty alone. And also at the time, like, they stopped scheduling physical therapy for me, and it was sort of like, you know, um, we're not really sure what we can do for you anymore. So, may I ask how you broke your arm? Is that coming? I was I was climbing a wall to get into my apartment, and my arm got stuck behind a drainage pipe, and it just like snapped right in half. <laughs> that was a time that I legit prayed. I pulled my roommate was on the other side of the wall. And I pulled my arm out and my hand went down past my knee. And I had a moment where I like, it was like slow motion, looked up at the stars. was like, please just fuse this back together out of like magic. Let's pretend this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And like, just fuse it, please. Like, don't yeah. have me deal with this. Ugh. Of course, that was not the reality that I was living <laughs> in. Um, so... Time passed, whatever. I was very alone and very sad and feeling very uh, helpless. And my roommate had planned this trip with a girl that she worked with to go to Ireland and was very excited for her. She basically quit her job and she decided to move to Denver and was going to spend a year just traveling because she had saved up all this money. And then she had a, a cousin die of leukemia and basically vowed to like, really live her life and not just stack cash to maybe one day hope she could use. So she had planned this trip and I was very excited for her. I was sort of like putting, I was trying to like manifest some happiness of like being excited for her, but also being terrified that I was now going to be home alone for like two weeks and she would be gone and I wouldn't really have anybody to help me either. Cause I also like couldn't even, I couldn't open anything. 
and I was on disability and my disability rate was like $300 every two weeks. Ah, just enough. <laughs> just enough. <laughs> so, but I couldn't feed myself, so I would have to order food, which is the most expensive thing, and because I, I would have to eat pre-made food. It was just a whole nightmare. Ugh. So the night before she leaves, we're doing this puzzle, and I'm just sort of like being a sad girl, and I'm like drinking whiskey, mm-hmm. and I was having trouble sleeping, and I also, over the course of my two injuries, had taken a lot of... Of opiates, I was on a lot of Norco's for pain management. Thank God I'm not an addict, uh, because otherwise I, you know, probably wouldn't be here right now. Uh, and if you know anything about opiates, they destroy your stomach and they destroy uh, your kidney and your liver, which I did not know at the time uh, how much they destroyed my body. So processing alcohol is very hard for your body to do. I drank quite a bit of whiskey, woke up in the morning, wasn't feeling so hot. We went to breakfast, and I was like, hey, what, we got to go out to breakfast. You're traveling internationally. I was like trying to do the whole thing. We uh, order coffee and Bloody Marys, and we went to this place where she like they have her favorite pancakes. We both ordered. Hers came. They misunderstood. So I was like, you eat them. And by the time mine came out, we had to leave. So already on my whiskey belly, I had a Bloody Mary and a personal pot of coffee. So it's like (laughs) already we're like already churning with some weird stuff. We get home and her friend from work that's going on this trip, who she barely knows, who I'm meeting at this moment, shows up and they're like, we got to go. I'm like, I got to poop. And... She's like, okay, well, you better do it now because we have to leave. It's like, I'll wait. It's not ready. I'll just do it when we get back. Uh-oh. <laughs> we get in her car. I'm driving her car. Oh, no. This is incredible. We start. We go to LAX. And it's, it's in June. This is in, this is like June 10th or something, which is like a graduation weekend, mm-hmm. which is a huge travel time for people. So we're approaching... The Sepulveda exit, and it's all backed up. Like, stop-and-go traffic. We're sitting there. And from the vibrations of the car, I'm starting to feel some tectonic shifts happening. And I'm, like, sweating. <laughs> and they're just, like, gabbing away, talking about, like, oh, we're going to, like, kiss the Barney Stone. <laughs> you know? Like, all that. And finally, I turned to my roommate, because I'm, like, looking at the side of the road, and I'm thinking, like, I could shit there. I could totally get out of this car and shit on the side of the road. But in my mind, I was like, you're cute and you're 23. You can't just go around shitting on the freeway. Uh, and I think that no matter what age I'm at. Yeah. And uh, so I turned to my roommate. I'm like, I think I might shit myself. She's like, what? Because this is all news to them. So I, we like turn on the radio, we turn on the AC, we roll all the windows down and I'm like breathing. I like undo my pants, take off my (laughs) seatbelt, like trying to manage whatever's happening inside of my body. 
And we're just like inching along and inching along. And I just know, I know that if I fart, I'm going to poop my pants. I just know that. I know that's going to happen. And I was I guess like, that's better than not knowing that. Right. So we're like, <laughs> we're like forming this plan. We're forming this plan of like, okay, I'm just going to park. I'm going to park down by arrivals. I'm going to get out. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to poop inside and then say goodbye to them. Great. Done. We go towards arrivals, and there's sometimes there's a checkpoint there. Today there is. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a few car lengths ahead. Arrivals. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. And so there's like <laughs> there's a cop. There's this like lady cop who's like very sassy. This national guardsman, and then like a guy in full army fatigue with like a big ass machine gun. Uh huh. And I can't wait anymore. I have to. I have to release some pressure. And so I just go to pull the balloon just to like <laughs> let out some wow, air. Wow, what a metaphor. Yeah. Pull the balloon. Just to go pull brutal. the That's balloon. That's brutal. Yeah. And the levees break. And I can feel, I'm sorry if this is too graphic, but I can feel my butt trying so hard to clamp down and to stop it. But I'm just <laughs> shitting uncontrollably into my pants, like a mixing bowl's work. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> lost where you are in the world. You're, I'm waiting. The I'm in the car. You're in the car. Okay. And like two car lengths away from this checkpoint. <laughs> and so I get out of the car. Oh, no. I get out. Of the, I'm driving. I'm in the driver's seat. I get out of the car. It's not my car. So I get out of the car. Also, because my pants are filling up. And I'm like... <laughs> If I sit down, it's going to blow out of the back of my pants. And I get out of the car. I get out of the car. And my roommate also gets out of the car. This girl is in the back seat. My roommate's like, get back in the car. Like, what are you doing? Get in the car. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I can't. So we switch seats. She takes the like, oh, no. sunshade down and puts it down on the seat to... I, like, pull my phone and my, like, ID out of my back pocket. Also, mind you, my right hand is wrapped up in this, like, shearling splint. So I only have access to my left hand. My right hand is, like, completely non-functioning. And we pull up to this checkpoint. And this lady cop, like, leans in. And she's, like, (laughs) looks at me. And she's, like, what, do you not have a license? And I look at her. I'm, like, no, I just shit myself. And the she looks at me and she says, "Why? I'm Why? Like, There's not an answer to that question." I like that. And I look at her. I'm like, "Look, I'm a grown woman. There's poop in my pants. This is my darkest hour. Please just let me go." And the guy with the machine gun standing right behind her is just. just all he says is. TMI, TMI, make her stop talking about it. They wave us through. Wait, that's it? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Oh, uh, shit, through. all the terrorists out there just heard that. <laughs> they wave us through. Uh, we pull up to Southwest because it's the first terminal. I get out. I leave my phone, everything behind. I run inside. I'm like waddling, run waddling in. I like bust into this bathroom that's full of people and also there's like a custodian lady in there and thank God there's a stall open. So I like take off my pants and I'm like throw my underwear away and I'm like 
gonna vomit but the only thing that keeps me from vomiting is thinking like i'm not cleaning up shit and vomit simultaneously right so my arm i'm keeping the splint i have is like covered in white sheepskin so i'm like keeping my arm over my head while i'm trying to clean myself up mm-hmm. and it's just getting everywhere and the like custodian lady, I can hear people in the. Brendan bathroom. isn't so hot on this. <laughs> no, I, this is not any reaction to the, the, to the bodily stuff. This is me knowing your emotional state. This is this is the crowning. This is the crown jewel of a truly terrible year. It just I yeah. I feel your pain. Yeah, I'm here yes. with you. So uh, there's people in the bathroom and they're going like, oh fuck. Yuck. <laughs> like they're like <laughs> reacting to how awful I smell. And uh the custodian, she takes a can of like Lysol and puts it over the door and oh. unloads it. Like sprays until the can is empty. So I'm like choking on this. I've been like You got fucking gassed. like bombs yeah. while you were in the bathroom. Like <laughs> like Poop tear gas. Crazy. And uh, Whoa. so finally I like am sort of cleaned up. I'm wearing this like really cute white collared shirt with these little blue polka dots. And the sleeve is just covered in <laughs> turds. And uh, I realized I have to put my pants back on. And in my mind I'm like, oh, I wish I could just run out of here. But I'm at LAX. And this is a, I had the thought, I was like, this is a post 9-11 world. You will either be shot or detained. And if you are detained, then you can't take a shower. Mm. So I was like, I would. Get shot. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, what do I do? So I flush the toilet a bunch of times. And then I'm just dunking my pants in the toilet water, trying to like wash them off. Because I also like, my underwear is long gone. So Mm. like. That can't come on. Yeah. So I get my pants back on, and this girl, Jess, who I met this morning, walks into the bathroom, and she's like, hey, Ellie, um, the guy at, we've, like, held off the TSA agent curbside, like, as long as possible. Like, we have to move the car. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. (laughs) So I, like, am trying to wash my hand with itself. Like, fuck this. So we leave, and then I still have to drop them off. So we're sitting in stop-and-go LAX traffic until we get to the Tom Bradley. They get out, and my roommate looks at me, and she's like, I'm not going to hug you right now because you smell so bad. (laughs) But we will look back on this and laugh because this is so funny. And I, like, drove home, (laughs) and I threw away all of my clothes and took, like, the hottest shower, but then, like, realized that I lived some through someone's biggest nightmare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many people have so many like bathroom constructs in their minds because like when they were pooping in diapers, their parents were disgusted by it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I lived through somebody's nightmare. Like someone else could have had a nervous breakdown in that situation. And I rewired my brain in that moment of like there's two ways to deal with things. You either deal with them or you have a nervous breakdown. And after that, I like started swimming laps. I healed myself. I, the first time I moved my wrist afterwards, my surgeon started to cry. 
Fuck yeah. And I like majorly filled my own cup to the point where I was like a bullion. I was like slap happy, giggling all the time, almost so, so much so that I thought I was manic depressive because I was so happy. It's like people are not this happy unless they're crazy. And I knew it was unsustainable. And I like eventually leveled out because there's peaks and valleys and it's part of the expression of human emotion. But I don't know if I would have been capable of that if I had not shit myself at the airport. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hell bro. yeah. Yeah. What a story. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm talking real shit. Uh, hello, I'm uh, here for a meeting. This is the central uh, spinal cord. I'm here from the uh, extended autonomic, autonomic nervous system. Um, I have some message for the brain. Um, okay, um, how may I direct your message? I need to get to the prefrontal cortex. I know that's not generally done, but I have some reports from the Look, rectum. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The prefrontal <laughs> cortex is very, very busy. I understand, but there are some findings from the rectum and the sphincter, particularly, that I think are going to be very troubling. There has been well, some... could you tell me, and then I could further... Look, lady, a lot of good nerve endings are going to die unless we move now. Plates are shifting, and if I don't get this report to the prefrontal cortex, the organism is going to shit its pants at the airport. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Excuse uh... me, excuse me. Yes? <laughs> Excuse me. A message from the balls. Oh God, not this! I'm sorry, they're, balls. They're one of the TSA agents. Balls is cute. always a brain. A brain. A brain lets me right through usually. Uh, yes. Go right ahead, ball messenger. This cannot be how this system works. I'm sorry. The balls have. Carte blanche. <laughs> Look, I, I, I don't know how to make it any clearer, all right? We've been looking at the science, been reading the data. Look, there's been clenching. There's palpitations going through. The prostate is being... This uh, is unprecedented. I think you're just fear-mongering. Why? Why? I wish it wasn't true. Cut to a jeep. <laughs> Todd, are, are, do you have to poop or you got a boner? What's going on, pal? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Hey. Hi. License and registration? Oh, good God. Um, Todd, can you just reach in your back pocket there? Easy. <laughs> we easy. cut back to the brain. The brain. Oh, my God. <laughs> these readings are... Doctor, you're saying that if the arm is moving right now, he can't shift those muscles. Those will trigger abdominal muscles. There'll be a spasm. <laughs> we might lose everything. Oh, dear God. Look. We cut down to the sphincter. I can't hold it, Captain! <laughs> you're... <laughs> Uh, Captain, we're losing power! Hold it, goddammit! I'm not going down on this shit! Oh, my legs! Oh, no! Go on. Oh, I'm gonna be sick! Go to the back wall! You gotta leave me here! Clench! Clench! You're making it out of this! Cut to the brain. Oh, it looks like there's a cute young woman out here. Well, thank you very much, balls. We're always happy to hear from my you. My pleasure. All right, balls, you do- come around! Often. I would like to. I'd like to. I just, we got work to do. We got work to do. What's this little red light flashing on the desk here? <laughs> Some alarmist. <laughs> Cut back down to the spinal cord. God damn it, I'm telling you. We've just lost good men in the sphincter. You've got to let me through to the brain. Well, you know what? I can put in an advanced order, but you'll just have to fill out this form. 
Oh, God, look at all the, uh, the central nervous system, the endless bureaucracy. Fine. Oh, God. Oh, look at this THC on the DNA ribosomes. God, God damn it. You better not use all the ink in my pen. Oh, it's just it's genetic expressions. It's not. It's recouplings and mitosis anyway. You can get a new pen whenever you like. <sighs> Message from the legs. What? Legs have a message. Why are the legs? What are the legs? What's the message? Legs are a little wet. I don't know what's going on, but the legs are wet. My God, the legs are wet. (laughs) The legs are a little wet, and it's annoying. Okay, well, I'll send a message to the pans to find some nearby cloth. Thank you very much. You know what it means to (laughs) the What is happening? Just give me your shirt. (laughs) You are rock hard right now. Just give me your shirt. No! (laughs) I'm sorry, sir. Did you just... Did you just... Come? Uh, uh, I did. I did. Cut oh, the balls. Todd! Woo! Cut the champagne! We did it! Party, 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 party. Nap. Come back to the central nervous system. All right. Well, everything seems to be in order, I guess. Uh, go right up ahead to the All right. <laughs> Central nervous system reporting to the prefrontal cortex. Gentlemen, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're closed for a nap. <laughs> Why are we taking a nap? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Todd! Just came in front of the TV and fell asleep driving the car. We're trying to go to Ireland. You're sick, man. Oh, what's that smell? Oh my it's, God! I think it's cut back I, to the sphincter. We can't hold it anymore. Boys, boys, I love you, but let it go. I love you too. <laughs> In the arms of the angels. Cut to the Jeep. Todd, what are you singing? In the arms of the angels. He's sleep. singing in his sleep. Todd, get out of the car. You just came and fell asleep and shit yourself. Oh. Cut back to the prefrontal cortex. Oh, God, this mess. We're too late. Um, do you have your form? A message from the balls. <laughs> what are you doing back here? We just oh, came balls. here. What? <laughs> ah, jeez there, Ellie. Looks like you broke your dang arm there. You're hanging from the window there? Yeah. Ah, dang. Why are you doing that? Why'd you do that? What's going on? To get in. No, but it's dumb. Like, it looks like you broke your arm right in half there. It's like, my question is, why did you do that to yourself? Seems like. Can you just help me get to the hospital, please? I guess so. I just want to understand what I'm looking at, though. You're trying to get up into your house, which seems like an easy enough thing to do. But I heard the commotion. What's going on back here? Rick, you're all right. That's a great question. I'm fine. I Uh, broke my arm. Ellie. Why the hell did you do that? Yeah. I didn't want to break it. It's not, you know, it makes that makes even less sense. Why is it broken if you didn't want to break it? Sometimes things happen to us. Uh, uh, I've not never my broken my arms. No, <laughs> I never wanted to do it, never entertained the idea. Okay, look, does somebody have like a bandana or something I can make a makeshift sling out of something? Mm. My never... bones hanging out of my arm. I do have a bandana, but I got it at a uh, 
Bon Jovi concert is sort of special to me. Oh God, Bon so Jovi. So if I'm thinking, mm. if I'm thinking logically here, I guess I'd say it, I don't see why I'd use that bandana to help in a situation where you yeah. honestly kind of you pulled a boner, uh, as we say in the Midwest. Uh, you made a mistake. You pulled a boner. I'm in a, an excruciating amount of pain here. That's what you get for pulling a boner, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Should we call time? Should we call? Do you want us to call someone? Yes. Please. I was going to say time out. But time I'll, out? I'll, I'll, make the call. I'll make the call. I'll make the call. Uh, hello there, 911? Uh, yes, 911 operator. What is your emergency? Uh, we got a lady out here who uh, I think she's in a little bit of trouble. She's doing things that she doesn't want to do. Oh. She's under. Huh. Yeah, she's undertaking. a hostage. Hmm. Uh, well, someone, she broke her arm. Okay. And she's okay. saying she didn't want to, but she did, but well. she didn't, so I don't. Okay, I can send somebody. You say she broke her arm. Why'd she do it? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Ellie, why'd you break your arm? I didn't intend to. Hmm. I was just trying to get back into my house. Uh, looks like she broke it because she thought that would get her back in her house. How come you didn't have your keys? <laughs> because I forgot them. Why? Hmm. <laughs> why did I forget? Who am I talking to right now? Oh, you know this what? This is me. Do? I'm down here. <laughs> I can, I can overhear you. that a little bit. You know what? You're going to need a locksmith. That'll get you into your house. Ellie, you got ah. a locksmith. Yeah. That's what you need is a locksmith. Yeah, not an ambulance. That won't get you into your I house. I didn't want to pay for a locksmith, <laughs> so I just thought I could climb in. Why didn't you climb in then? I don't understand. Because I... Here, watch this. Climbs faster. Jostles her. Look, I'm in your apartment. I'm <laughs> easy, still... as, easy peasy. Look, I am... Hanging on this trellis with a compound fracture in my arm. Can someone please help me? I want to help you, and I think the thing I can do to help you the most is figure out why you don't accomplish the things you want to accomplish. Mm. If you really wanted to be in your apartment, you'd be in there, right? Look, for me, if I want to do something, if I have a dream, if I want something, I do it. It's done. Mm -hmm. Name something that you think would be good to do. What's something that would be fun to do? Uh... Uh, hold a potluck. Go to the hospital and get my arm fixed. I'm going to hold a potluck right here. <laughs> Watch this. Cut to a couple ambulance. days later. Oh. Uh, hey, I brought the mac and cheese. Ooh, fun. Look at that. This is a little potluck. Ellie, why aren't you eating? Uh, because I'm so sick and I'm still stuck on this trellis and there's a crow pecking <laughs> at my exposed meat <laughs> on my arm. Get away, bird! <laughs> Now, why is that crow doing that? Well, probably wants to eat Ellie. Ah, that, that makes sense. That checks out, right? Yeah, there's he a logical crow. There you go. A logical crow. That crow, he, he sees what he wants, he goes for it. Okay, I have a question for you logical dickbags. Why aren't you helping someone that very clearly needs to go to the hospital? This is puzzling. That's why. And plus, you're 23 years old. You're too cute for this. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> sort of gauche or 23-year-old that cute to break her arm like that. I it's agree. It's not done. Yeah. Not in the Midwest, anyway. Nope. 23-year-olds in the Midwest are busy getting chubby at the bars. <laughs> we cut to physical therapy. <clears throat> okay, uh, Ellie, you're just going to... Um, you want to pick up that pencil. Okay. Um, darn it. <laughs> Boy, I don't know if I get it. <laughs> Try it. Maybe I wasn't clear. Uh, use your hand and pick up that pencil. Just two hands just okay. clank on the table. Um, Ellie, what do you want to do? 
I want to pick up this pencil. Okay, good. We're clear about that. Now pick it up. <laughs> Darn it. I don't think physical therapy can do anything more. We cut to the doctor's office. Um, Allie, I needed to talk to you. Your uh, behavior with Dr. Jabor. Yeah. I don't understand why you took it upon yourself to torment him or mess with him. All he wants what? to do is make you better. I might be punished for not being able to complete physical therapy. He asked you to pick up the pencil and you just flagrantly didn't pick it up. Doctor, you should know that I have nerve damage. Why? Why do you have that? Do you want nerve damage? Cut to the nervous system. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to make of this. I don't even know where I don't know where to file this it's message. It's jambled is what it is. Everything's jambled up in here. You know, you don't send someone a note and don't say why you're sending you don't just send a note just cuz you'd have a reason there's reasons for things we so i'm getting pick up a pencil don't pick up a pencil <laughs> what am i what am i supposed to do you know the hand the hand is just sitting there cut to the hand hello 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 hey oh oh this is bad oh uh, thumb Thumb. I'm all the way over here. There's been some nerve damage. Thumb. What? Thumb. Yeah. What? Thumb. Huh? Thumb. Wrist. Is that you? Thumb. Why? Thumb. Oh. Come back to the, the, the central nervous system. Message from the ovaries. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, it's been a while since anything here. Because uh, <laughs> everyone's so turned off by yeah. uh, uh, your predicament. Um, the message is... <laughs> what's, what's the message? Put <laughs> Hammer Papa did out in this meeting. <laughs> what's that? Hammer and tit-out? But no, pop a tit-out. See if we can get something going pop here with one of these. Got back to the doctor's office. <laughs> Your behavior is inexcusable. Well, what do you... What would you say to this? Jesus, put your tit away. <laughs> Doctor. Why did you pop a tit out like that? I don't... I just don't know how to communicate with anyone it's anymore. insane. That's insane. <laughs> and you brought that crow in with you? That's terrible. <laughs> the crow is trying to eat me. You don't understand. It thinks we're friends. Well, now. the crow makes sense to me. The crow wants to be friends. That checks out. Well, the crow, at least my tit is off putting to the crow. I flash my tit and the crow flies away. <laughs> Cut to the crow's central nervous system. I hate that tit. <laughs> Barf. Ugh, gross. <laughs> No, thank you. You know what we need is to get out of this hospital and find us some worms. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. We got meatier than I expected on this one. Uh, Ooh, prime uh, rib. Yeah, prime <laughs> rib. <nice>. And poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for being on the meet. We appreciate you guys yeah, doing this. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, let's go around the table here and uh, let's plug plug something for our listeners. Um, go ahead, Brennan. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, you guys can come out and see me perform uh, at iOS, Fuck This Week, uh, as well as Teacher's oh, nice. Lounge at UCB Sunset. Uh, and uh, if we're still, it's going to be two weeks from now, so who knows what's going to happen, but maybe there will still be some Cage Match shows going on. Who oh, knows? Yeah. Knights of the Realm up at Cage Match. Uh, also, you'll probably be in the last couple days of the Kickstarter for Volume 2 of Strong Female Protagonist, which is a webcomic and graphic novel released through IDW. Uh, Kickstarter has a bunch of great rewards. It's uh, uh, Basically, we're already 
funded. It's basically just a way for you to get cool rewards and a copy of Volume Two of the webcomic. We're doing oh, a second that's awesome. volume. Awesome. That's awesome. So you guys can go do that. It's like twenty five bucks. Get yourself a sweet book and some stickers and pins and cool shit. That's so strong cool. female protagonist. Superheroes, social justice, slice of life. Cool. That sounds great, Ellie. Uh, you can see me perform with my Herald team Zuzu at uh, UCB Franklin or Sunset on Thursday nights. Schedule changes. I'm not sure when I'm up, <laughs> but I'm there. Uh, For the late night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. My students love Zuzu. Oh, great. Just my so student, you know, my students also love Zuzu. Yeah. I, I always think a great thing, like, from everybody. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're a great team. <laughs> we love each other. And, uh, you know. If you live in North Carolina, you can see me eat a chicken tender from McDonald's. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, oh for so a commercial? Wa- seek that out. Watch it. <laughs> I was so confused by that until I realized it was a regional commercial. Uh, Jake? Uh, come see We're Gross with Gilly the third Thursday of the month. UCB Franklin, 930. Um, you can check me out on Twitter, Mr. Josh Simpson. I do the assembly show Tuesdays at UCB Sunset, and we do Shapeshift at the clubhouse. You can check that out on Facebook. The Meat Improv is on Facebook, Twitter. The Meat Improv is our moniker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ch- if you want to check us out on tour, Phoenix, uh, Austin, San Antonio, New Orleans, Chicago, most likely, uh, D.C., Philly, New York City for the Dell Close Marathon. Go to boardwalkaudio.com slash meat train. Oh, yeah. And we're doing a show in L.A. That should be in a couple weeks with Ian Roberts is going to be our guest. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about Dell Close and do the whole damn yeah. thing. It's going to be fun. Um, thank you to State Bird for doing our music. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on The Meat. The Meat. Improv. Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.